Hi and welcome to episode 14 of Let's Talk Touchdowns. I'm Kay and joining me as ever is Caldecott's and Wales' most prolific whiskey drinker, Morgan Edwards. Yeah, I'm good, thank you, man. I'm, uh, it's quite a claim to fame that you've given me there. <laughs> Prolific whiskey drinker. Yeah, I'm not sure well, if I'm, uh... I've never seen um, anyone drink as much whiskey as you. Oh, so thank you. I, I'll take it as a compliment. I will take yeah, it as a compliment. <laughs> it is. And um, special guest returning uh, to this episode is Ben, the uh, UOB's only Packers fan. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. Thanks very much for, uh, for getting really enjoyed it last time, so looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, glad to have you back on. It's a nice change having the Packers fan. Um, we've had a Patriots fan, we've had another um, Giants fan. Who, mm-hmm. who else have we had? That's it, we've only had three guests. Ben's back <laughs> on again, so uh, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, the return of the Packers fan. Obviously, a good week for it yeah. as well, another victory. Yeah, very good week. On the, uh... Yeah, Sam, I was on. Uh, I think we just lost to the Bucks, I think, um, mm-hmm. week five. So, uh, big improvement since then. Mm-hmm. I played well again at the weekend. The Eagles are just struggling, and that was a nice win. You had to kind of win that one just to for your own backs. But yeah, yeah, nine and three, yeah, pretty respectable to be fair. Yeah, Wentz really struggled at the weekend as well. I mean, we played was mm. uh, the Beatles in in Lombo. Um and I remember you know they were well. Wentz was played very well, and to see the change from then to now, it's what's happened to him. I don't know what uh, what the problem is, but. Either the shadow of informers. Yeah, I think um, it is something like that. They've dropped Wentz, haven't they? Yeah, they. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hurts looks. Yeah, Hurts looks a lot better when he came on as well. Mm. Came on the nice the third quarter, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, he turned the ball over. Mm. He wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't ridiculously good, but you know, he definitely marked uh, much more than Wentz was doing. So something to look out for, but much challenge this weekend for the Saints yeah obviously the Saints are on uh, 10 and 2 now I believe isn't it 10 and 2 and yeah. we've uh, we've got the last 8 wins in the bag um, no 9 wins in the bag now isn't it 9 yeah, wins because we went 1 and 2 to begin the season I was a bit yeah. panicky at that point but no it's 9 straight victories for that and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the, you know, the Saints a little bit more maybe in, in my power rankings because they've had a little bit of an upgrade maybe a bit of a tease for later mm. Um but yeah, I mean, they obviously got the victory over the Falcons this week. Kind of a obviously a divisional matchup. You know, it can never be too sure how the divisional matchups are going to go. So that was sixteen points to twenty-one. I mean, the Falcons, you know, four wins, not bad considering you know how they started the season. Yeah, um, they're usually quite high-scoring games, though. I'm, I'm surprised the Falcons only put sixteen on the board. But mm. I guess against the Saints' defense, um, you know, you're not going to. You can't really expect to put, uh, play that well. But again, um, same with the Saints, only 21 points on the board. I would have expected just a bit more. Um, I think Calvin Kamara was a bit um, yeah. quiet this game, do you reckon? Didn't do too much. I think he only got one touchdown. I mean, <laughs> complaining, touchdown yeah, yeah. That's the thing, complaining about Kamara because he only got one touchdown, you know, it's still a pretty privileged position to be in. Um, Taysom Hill got his first throwing touchdown, didn't he? Well. Yeah, it's kind of mad. That yeah. isn't it. He's a quarterback, and he's only ever had one throwing <laughs> touchdown, or whatever it was. I think it's a really good job that uh, Sean Payton's managed to do there. I mean, the 
with Breeze out. You know, I think he's, what is it, eight and all now? Five and all last year with Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And three on the spin with Taysom Hill. So I just think it shows, you know, how well, how good the is around Drew Brees, but a lot of credit's due for Sean Payton, I think. Mm-hmm. He, he's just doing bits and um, 10 and 2 record this season. Um, what, how well he did last season as well is just he's doing bits. So mm-hmm. Yeah. See. I mean, I think the said I think the Saints have been the best for the past three seasons. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, they were denied a trip to the Super Bowl, the, the, the PI call that wasn't. And, yeah. you know, last year, the uh, the Minnesota Miracle the year before that and I think they've been really unlucky but I think this year I think they finally get over the hurdle mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's the season I can, for me as a Saints fan it kind of feels like if it's not this season when's it actually going to be yeah. you know Kamara's probably playing the best football he's ever played and we're winning games without Michael Thomas at his best without Drew Brees starting you know, so that's the main thing I think without um, Brees yeah so hopefully Brees and, and Thomas will be fine by the playoffs in, in, in a couple of weeks time I mean, Michael Thomas is, is fine now anyway, but like once Breeze is back, he'll, he'll step up a notch again. Hopefully Breeze. I, I mean, I'm not sure how long is Breeze actually out for because he pretty much got like a punctured lung and a bunch of broken ribs, didn't he? He's got but, I think he, um, 12 he, broken ribs. Yeah, I think he can return this weekend, but it's just whether or not they risk throwing him into the fire against the Eagles. I mean, I think yeah. if they feel comfortable that you can beat them with once, I mean, beat them with a Taysom Hurt, probably uh, think- maybe delay it a week. Yeah, yeah I, I think you don't take that risk, especially if you really want to um, get Breeze back. I think you don't take that risk and save him for the playoffs. You want him at his best, and you don't want that mm-hmm. chance for him to get hurt again because with a 10-2 record, realistically, you're not going to not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no point. Yeah, but they've already clinched. In. Yeah, so yeah. clinched it this weekend, didn't they? Guaranteed yeah. in the playoffs. Well, I, any... I wouldn't put um, Breeze back in then just because. Yeah. Obviously, that home field advantage is still pretty massive, isn't it? But I think since it's the Eagles, yeah. like you can kind of go one extra game. Like we've beaten worse, sorry, beaten better teams with Taysom Hill in there. But I mean, there's one other team that have clinched the playoffs as well now, which is the which is the Chiefs, I believe, because the Chiefs got another victory this week. I mean, of the of the Broncos, wasn't it? But it wasn't that convincing. Like it was kind of closer than they'd have expected. Twenty two points to sixteen. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of that uh, has to be said, you know, for the divisional matchup. Mm. Of those, I mean, the Raiders played them really close twice, and then you know, obviously the Broncos as well. So I think that partly could be the reason. But I mean, and you hold the, the Chiefs to twenty-two points, you you've got to win that game. Mm-hmm. I agree, especially with the quarterback back as well. Um, yeah, putting up sixteen points against the Chiefs, one of the best defense. Um, Chiefs had a couple interceptions, didn't they as well? So um, I don't think the Broncos played bad. They obviously played better with the quarterback, but against the Chiefs, you're not going to... I don't know. I think he had a, a pretty good start last season when he came in, but more, as you see him play, I don't think he's uh, the answer at quarterback yeah. for the no. Broncos. I just, I see, yeah, I think next season, again, scenario where Denver are looking for a quarterback because I don't think Locke is anywhere near consistent enough. Talking about teams then, that are kind of working their way through through quarterbacks a bit. I mean, Sam Donald's back in for, for the Jets now and another loss for them, making them 0-12. I think it's the first ever time they've been 0-12. I'm right in thinking that maybe. Um, 28 points to 31. An, an unfortunate victory for them. Like Sam Donald, I thought, actually played okay and it was the defence that let them down, really. Are you saying the Jets don't suck? <laughs> no, the Jets do suck. That's why the defensive coordinator got sacked. <laughs> Well, I think mean, that was a game that I mean they had won. Um, yeah. You know, I don't. I, 
not understand the, the play call uh, at the end of that game. You know, the cover zero blitz when they're going to be taking a, a, a deep shot and leaving. I think the corner was called Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I you know one on one. I think yeah. the got it wrong for a second, but yeah. Yeah. One with, you know, arguably the fastest player in the league. It was just just a baffling player call, really. So it's unfortunate for them, but at the same time, you know, they, they stay ahead in the uh, the number one pick. So, mm-hmm. you know, I suppose, I mean, if I evolved thing in the on Trevor Lawrence, then it might be a, a blessing in disguise, but it's hard to see that, I think, in the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. there's more than just the quarterback. Well, yeah, I think... There is more than just the quarterback wrong at the Jets. I mean, obviously, like we said, the defense kind of let them down this game. Like they had the game in the bag, you know. And Sam Donald, mm-hmm. you know, helped them to that to that win. Twenty eight points to to twenty four. It wasn't it at one point um, yeah. until until that touchdown at the end. And I think we may as well then go, lads, into uh, touchdown of the week. You're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns, a podcast by K Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards. Okay, so this is the time of the week where Kay and I and obviously our special guest Ben talk about touchdowns. So I may as well jump straight off the bat because my touchdown for the week, lads, is, is Ruggs' touchdown to win them the game against the Jets, isn't it? While we've uh, segued our way into this feature. It was pretty much, the game was over for the for the Raiders, uh, like you said, Ben, like not really sure what the Jets were doing in, in defence. Derek Carter just lobbed it downfield, Ruggs... One of the fastest players in the league just kind yeah. of outpaced the defensive uh, player that was marking him and just run in for the touchdown to win them the game. Kind of unfortunate for the Jets, but uh, definitely a quality touchdown. That's where that 40-yard dash, the, uh, it comes in handy because it's not often that you'll just get a, a kind of flat-out sprint and um, win the route, especially with the fast defensive backs in the league. But obviously, Ruggs, is, he's got that quickness and he just kind of showed it. Yeah, 100%. it's a huge win for the Raiders as well. Um, you know, it keeps them alive really in the playoffs. You know, they lost to Atlanta two weeks ago. Um, I think if they don't win that game, I think they've got to really get into the playoffs. But now sitting at seven and five, they've got the Colts this weekend, which is another massive game. I think you know they they control their own destiny a little bit. But the AFC playoff field, it, I mean, it's looking like it's going to you know to make the playoffs. It's a really stacked field, so it was a game that they, they needed to win and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they got the, the got it gifted to them right at the end. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, Ben, uh, considering you're our guest, then you can go next. What was your touchdown for the week? Uh, the flashiest, the, the best touchdown of the week. But uh, as a Packers fan, I've got to go with Rodgers' pass to Devontae Adams. Um, I mean, nice to see Rodgers get that milestone. I think he's, he's the fastest player ever to 400. When reaching that milestone, he's got the fewest interceptions in a 48 picks. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty ridiculous. I mean, he jumps after the game. He wants to try and get to five hundred picks, which will be again pretty ridiculous. But if you look at the how sparingly he does put it past him getting there, so yeah, it was nice to see. Yeah. Uh, so, what was your touchdown for the week then, Kay? Um, to be fair, I thought Ben would uh, pick one of these ones because I had quite a lot of the um, Packers touchdowns as um, my favourite ones. But I think it um Aaron Jones' touchdown has to take it from uh, for me. I think it was the one where he skated down the uh, sideline and um just kind of trucked his way into the end zone. And it was just I love to see those like really powerful plays and especially um Aaron Jones, he's just something else. Uh Packers running backs are just amazing. Packers offense is unreal. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. take it for me. Yeah, Jones is brilliant for 
which yeah, I think he's a he's a he's a free agent after this season. He does an awful lot for our offense. He's very much like Kamara. I mean, I'm not saying for a minute that he's as good as Kamara, but um, he is. You know, he's a, looks different when he's on the ball. He look, you know, he, every time he seems to get into contact, he seems to fall forward and yeah. six, seven yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's absolutely electric with the ball in his hand. He's good out of the backfield. He's and I really, really hope that we can hold on to him for next season. Yeah, it'd be a really big shame if you um, lose him just because of how him and Jamal Williams have like this amazing um, tandem going. It's really hard for um, defence to stop one running back when you've got two um, that are just like fresh off the bench and just keep running at you. Mm. It's a lot harder to deal with. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. keeping with that theme then of the dual running back, I mean, it's working for the Browns at the minute. 41 points to 35 victory against the Titans, kind of cementing themselves as one of the better teams in, in this AFC now that they're on 9-3. and three. And it was their, their sixth game with 30-plus points this season, which is the most since 1987. So kind of nuts what, the, what that Browns offense is doing at the minute. It's actually insane. Um, I, I didn't see that one coming at all. I thought, I think, Oh, I thought the Titans were a better team and would have had that mm. um, the edge over them. But the Browns uh, led from the start and um, they were up um, at some points three touchdowns or three possessions and it was, it was crazy. Mm. Isn't that, fellas, how the Browns are on 9-3 and three and the Dolphins are on 8-4? and four. Like, <laughs> what, two years ago, both these teams were pretty much had like one victory between them for the whole season, yeah. you know? It was absolutely insane. And pretty much with the yeah. same team... That's the thing with the brands, isn't it? They've kind of had a lot of these places in place. I think what's kind of changing is like the the, the coordinators. I think, mm. particularly in Miami, for example, you know they got this victory, nineteen points to seven of the Bengals. You know, not that much of an impressive win, but I mean, the only kind of real thing on the Dolphins side that's changed is the coach, I believe, and obviously two are coming in. But um, yeah, I mean, I really like Brian Flores. I think he's coming there and done a fantastic job. Uh, a former defensive coordinator at New England, so he comes from that, you know, the Belichick, if you like. And you know, there's not been a, a strong history of success, you know, with that is going elsewhere. But I think Brian Flores is certainly my coach of the year, and I think Kevin Stefanski of the Browns is shortlisted as well. I think what they did at the weekend was phenomenal. Baker Mayfield was brilliant. You know, he even had a touchdown first quarter by People Jones, so it could have been, you know, even more uh, going into halftime and. Defence as well, which has been, other than Miles Garrett, a bit of a liability against the run this season. It has. Really, really well. Um, and then obviously when Tennessee were down so much, they had to come out throwing. And sort of nullifies them anyway. So perfect, uh, perfect game for Cleveland. Yeah. And I think um, AJ Brown played amazingly again. Um, I don't think the Titans' offence was... Um, particularly bad but as mm. you said the uh, Browns defence was um, was playing actually pretty well and um, yeah uh, Tannehill kind of yeah. tried to bring it back a bit but it just the Browns were just on another level I think the thing with the no. Titans is that like we've said in previous episodes haven't we like mm. they start quite slowly and they kind of work their way into the game Whereas the way that the Browns won this was kind of like, well, if you're starting slowly, then yeah. try and keep up with us. And they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. I yeah, just don't yeah. think the Titans had it in them to, to kind of keep up, you know? Yeah, they were chasing for yeah, I mean, I'm, and, I'm, I wouldn't be concerned about Tennessee's on. AJ Brown's brilliant. I mean, Derek Henry's the best pure running back in the league. And I think Tannehill this season, he's I think he's a top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, defensively, I mean, had a pass rush all season. Um 
and you saw that at the weekend as well. You know, you know, Baker Mayfield was able to absolutely carve them open. So the pass rush has been a bit of a known commodity, but uh, carved up at the back end this weekend was uh, definitely a bigger cause for concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. A um, couple more games that I'm just going to reel off, guys, so we can spend some more time chatting about the other ones. Then, uh, so the Vikings beat the Jags. You know, another loss for the Jags this week, so that's 27 points, 24. Vikings now on six and six, and they may have uh, made a little entry into our playoff picture, which we'll get to later. And another loss, unfortunately, for the Texans against the Colts. The Colts also on eight, eight and four level with the Titans. I think the Titans still ahead in that division. Though again, we'll come to that in the playoff picture but a game I'd quite like to spend a little bit more time on and I'm sure you won't complain Kay is the Seahawks lost and it was to the Giants unbelievable I am um, and without Daniel Jones as well I know Jan, um, Daniel Jones has been doing well he's got a couple wins on his trot and um, went out with hamstring last week but um, 17 points against 12 um, a Seahawks probably one of the best Seahawks teams in the past decade mm. Um I think we won that based on our um, defense. Like, dare I say again, the Giants' defense is actually playing all right. Um, uh, I just don't. I, I wouldn't have expected that at all because um, uh, me and Morgan were saying just before that that game and the Steelers game, which we'll come to later, you would have expected it to be an absolute blowout at least. Um, but then we kind of shut down DK Metcalf, which was a mm. big thing. He was getting and, frustrated, um, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, we've seen that in a league now that um, any team that can kind of shut down DK Metcalf and if Tyler Lockett doesn't really play um, to the standard he usually plays, mm. then um, teams will kind of take that in their stride and obviously take the win. And um, that's what the Giants did. It's nice to see them do that for once. It's funny how things change. I mean, since I was uh, last on the podcast, you know, you were worried that Giants might not win again all season, and now uh, looks <laughs> yeah. they're going to be the number four seed in the NFC. So, crazy, man. it's definitely due to the to the defense. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. been playing really, really well. I mean, before he was uh, was injured against Cincinnati, I mean, Jones had stopped turning the ball. Thing, um, you know, way too many interceptions um, before the start of this. In much smart football, um, but yeah, I just think the the, the defense has been. Seems like every single free agent acquisition has has worked. I mean, I remember this past offseason, uh, Blake Martinez and um, uh, Carl Fackrell from uh, the Packers. Um, and you know, Fackrell was a for us, and same with Martinez. He was a solid inside linebacker, but both of those seem to really have uh, elevated. I think we we do produce pretty good um, kind of linebackers, or we have an eye for them because uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, that's now at the books. He was at the um, Giants not too long ago, and I, I'm caught, I'm not sure if he was a rookie, and then we picked him up or if he was a free agent. But we have a good eye for linebackers, and um, they kind of suit well in our team. So it's mm. nice to just kind of see that in at least one category, we're we're all right. We can do <laughs> something. Yeah, know. I think the thing for me was that. The Seahawks just couldn't get into the game. Like the pocket was yeah. collapsing all the time for Russell Wilson. Like he was just having to scramble and make something out of nothing, you know. And I think that's obviously the way to beat this Seahawks team. I think, I mean, obviously, typically in the past, this Giants defense has, has been something that's kept them in, like in you know the last twenty years or so, has has been one of their the, the best things about this team, you know. So it's quite nice to see them um, 
yeah, doing well really again. Good. And yeah, I mean, four straight games, you know, four games on the trot now. Last time again that happened was 2016, which was when the last time the Giants went to the playoffs. So it's mm. looking like it could happen again, you know. Um, but I mean, one team that's that might stop that from happening is Washington because they're they're also on five and seven, and they just beat the only undefeated team left in the league, the Steelers, seventeen points to twenty-three. I was pretty stunned, to be honest. Yeah, I I was too. I think everyone in the league was. But after that defeat, I've been seeing a lot of like Instagram posts and kind of slating the Steelers, saying they've had a fairly easy run. Mm-hmm. But say maybe they did have a fairly easy run, but they still it doesn't. Um, like you can't forget the fact that they played um, phenomenally offensively and defensively. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big upset. But I don't think you can say the Steelers aren't a great team going eleven and zero. The thing is, like, no, I'm, yeah, no. At the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't matter how you get there to win eleven games. Is uh... yeah, exactly. Like the, the NFL isn't easy. You know, you might get maybe one or two easier games. But it's not an easy, easy league. Like you can't just expect to win these games. Like at the end of the day, they're still eleven and one. You know, sure, like the odd ref call might have helped them here and there, but that's just the nature of the game. You can't just yeah. say, "Oh, they don't deserve." As to be a Saints fan, yeah, yeah, I think you can, uh, <laughs> you can say that more than most. But yeah, yeah, sure. Like those kinds of things could be the difference between you know a, a five and a five and eleven and a, and, a, and a seven and eight, seven and nine season sort of thing. You know, but. You can't say, oh, they don't deserve to be 11-1. and one. At the end of the day, they still won 11 games yeah. so far, you know? 11 yeah. of, of, of the 12, and there's only one other team that's done that this year, and that's the Chiefs, you know? Mm. Yeah. My only concern with Pittsburgh is they do not seem to have a running game at all. I mean, I know Connor was out at the weekend. Um, he seemed to struggle running the ball, and I think coming up against the Chiefs on a collision course, you know, in, in the AFC playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, I worry for them at defence as good as it is if they can't run the ball and keep better quarterbacks off the field um, yeah that's the thing like that's how you beat the Chiefs isn't it you just keep Mahomes off the field and if you can't run yeah. down that clock by by the run game then they might struggle you know as good as the defence is exactly like you were saying Ben there's, uh, there's two more games then that we've got to talk about before we move on to our predictions for the week. So they are the 49ers, uh, Bills and Ravens versus Cowboys I mean Bills got another victory pretty solid for them they just you know kind of consistently winning games at the minute nine and three not even an easy win because of the 49ers you know they got they've got some defensive players back they start you know they beat the Rams last week showing that they're you know they're, they're kind of coming back perhaps to more their Super Bowl performance the, or the Super Bowl winning uh sorry they're coming back to the, the team that got them to the Super Bowl um last year uh is uh Jimmy G still injured because Nick Mullins um has been starting yeah, he's still out, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if he'll be back this season. I think wants him that he play again this season. I think and that he wants him there next season. But yeah, who knows? I kind of don't think Garoppolo's the future of the 49ers, though. I mean, he's better than Nick Mullins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what they're five and seven now. Let's say they end with two more victories. Like they'll get, they could get a decent QB. Think about how. You know, late Lamar Jackson went in what thirty second or thirtieth or something in the draft a few years ago. So I think I'd be looking to to, to draft a QB if I were at the Forty Niners. I'm inclined to disagree. I think and with them, I think they've been that decimated by injuries that I think with a different quarterback, maybe you know they don't overthrow Super Bowl and they probably win that game. But you know, he's he's still young, Jimmy G. People forget this. He's not been around forever. He's 
first full season as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, I just think next season everything can't go as badly as it has this season. You know, they're going to get Nick yeah. Green most of it back. They're going to get George Kittle back. They're going to get D Ford back. They're going to get Richard Sherman yeah. back. You know, ridiculous yeah. amount of injuries. So I think yeah. maybe one more year um, and then we're getting it done with a full complement of weapons. Then I think maybe it's time to move on. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's completely fair. And talking about teams, then obviously that have struggled with, with their quarterback gone. Another loss for the Cowboys against the Ravens. I mean, uh, three and eight. They're definitely, I'd say, the worst team in the NFC. Probably, I'd say. Um, I mean, the Ravens. Another a victory for them, which is which is a positive because you know they've um, they've been a uh, they've been struggling a bit more, haven't they? Lamar Jackson did play a lot better. Um, I think he had a, he had a rushing touchdown good 40 yard uh, dash and um, I think he just kept the ball a bit better and um, was able to throw it mm-hmm. but uh, I think they kind of won that based off their running game as well because J.K. Dobbins is just an absolute beast Gus Edwards it's mm-hmm. just, they're just doing it yeah 100% and they're on yeah. uh, 7 and 5 now so still in, in contention maybe obviously they're not going to win that division um, with the Steelers and of the brands in that division as well, aren't they? But they they could just scrape in on on a wild card. But we'll we'll get to that in our uh, playoff picture later on. But I think enough on that. I think we'll move on now to our predictions for the week. Wow, that's a wild card. That oh. is a wild card. You're gonna have to justify that. One, I'm gonna have to justify that. You're right. It's gonna be the package. It's gonna be the package. It has to be. There's, it has there's to no be. doubt about it. The Cowboys are going to win every other game after this one, but they're going to lose this one. No, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. About I'm joking. That one. <laughs> Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. Okay, so this is the time of the show where uh, we chat about you know how we got on in our predictions, and I think unbelievably I've actually done better than Kay this week. I think it's the first time I'm... I've done better than you since week one. <laughs> I, I, it's not been a good season for me in terms of predictions, but I mean, Kay, do you want to reel off some of these results from the, the predictions? Yeah. All right, so the first game was the Bears versus Lions, and to be fair, it was a really close game. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for the Bears, you went for the Lions. Yeah, I mean, neither uh, of us were happy about either of those decisions, uh, really, so... <laughs> no, you weren't. Who did you go for, Ben? Uh, I liked the Bears in that game. I thought... Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, they sat up Patricia. I thought maybe that there was, you know, the new the interim coach, you know, uh, of a, a boost, but I, I thought, you know... I think it's six straight losses now for Chicago, and I did think we'd get right at home to Detroit. But obviously, it's yeah. uh, two sides that are probably worse than their record indicates. Certainly in the Bears' yeah. case, yeah, definitely. Um, I think Matt Stafford actually played all right. I know he had a couple of interceptions, but um, he's still an okay quarterback. I wouldn't say he's, he's any mm. better than that. You got any thoughts on that one, Morgie? No, just, I mean, the Bears have been woeful, haven't they? Like, a stat came up during that game, and it was um, (laughs) the only game in which they've scored a point in the third quarter through weeks one to 12 (laughs) was week six. It's just kind of unbelievably poor by them. I mean, we were saying it previously, weren't we? We were probably saying it when you were on, Ben, was that, oh, I don't believe this Bears side is is a five and two side or whatever it was at the time. And now they're five and seven. Yeah. Five and one. Five and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think five and one. Which is more in line with what the Bears are. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, I think that's a a more um, representative record. 100%. I think we knew they were going to struggle offensively. The big surprise to me is just how poor defensively in the last few weeks. I mean, yeah. again, 
the Packers a few weekends ago, they were just absolutely uh, shredded uh, in the first half. Even at the weekend, you know, the, the Detroit, were, you know, they moved the ball at will. And that mm. means that, you know, you, you need you need a new quarterback next season. Um, and the defence is probably stagnated as well. I think it's maybe, you know, a, a complete read in Chicago again. I yeah. mean, it's not it's not unfamiliar in this league this year, so yeah, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see. Um, the next game was the Cardinals versus Rams, and um, you went. For, I think we both went for the Rams. We um, did. We both we both like the Cardinals, but um, just based on how the Rams have been playing uh, coming into this week, a seven and four record, you, I think um, we both just knew it was going to be the Rams. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. And, it, um, it was. We're both kind of like. I'm quite proud of us for this for this one, Kay, because uh, it's quite easy of us to. It would have been quite easy to say the Cardinals, I think, or quite easy to say the Rams, but kind yeah. of because they're both pretty evenly matched teams. But I think with the Rams, they're just a more complete side. We were chatting about it earlier, weren't we? Before we started recording, they just feel like a more complete side. Like the Cardinals relying a bit more on flashy plays. The Rams just kind of quite attritional, kind of doing their own, you know, minding their own business and just you know quite quietly getting to eight and four. I think and um, another another victory for Sean McVay against the Cardinals. I think that's seven now, and he's never lost a game to the Cardinals. So um, yeah. What about you, Ben? Do you do you think the Rams or Cardinals are going to take this one? Uh, I had the Rams in this game. Hmm. I, I mean, Carlo Murray. They say that he's not injured, but he since he uh, in Seattle a few weeks ago, he's he's not been the same player. And I think uh, that team not talented enough to uh, win games like that, especially against teams as good as the Rams when in yeah. absolutely uh, unbelievably. I I do think though. I mean, with Arizona, it feels as if they're a team going backwards, and it might not even make the playoffs at this point. But mm-hmm. You know, maybe just say it's taking the big picture. I mean, two seasons ago, you know, they got Josh Rosen after two terrible campaigns and last year they got Murray and then this year, you know, they're seeing playing deep, relevant football into December and I think with some more weapons around them and Murray's continued growth, they missed it far even if they missed the playoffs this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think um, that's interesting to be fair because uh, obviously the Cardinals can still make the playoffs and I think... Um, with Carmer being as young as he is and, and experienced as he is, he wants to keep in the game and um, try and get his team to the playoffs. Because um, getting his team to the playoffs with a terrible record last year and then um, coming six and six into week thirteen, that's not a decent. That's not a bad. Re- that's not a bad way to start um, your career off. So I think he just wants to get to the playoffs and. It, it's a good, it's good kind of enthusiasm to have, but you got to also kind of think long term. Like if you're playing with an injury, you don't want to make it worse, and you better just sitting out this season, or just at least letting your injury repair mm. and not making it worse. No, but it's, that's another uh, a six and six team then, and talk about six and six teams. The Patriots now on six and six after this, you know, colossal mess up from me and Kay in terms of predictions. We were we both went charges, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Um, um, just because of how I, I went um, against the Patriots, just because of how badly they played last week, I think they played like awfully one of the worst games I've ever seen them play. Um, and then they won forty-five to uh, zero. Yeah, uh, it's like it's the largest deficit in Chargers history. Like, where did that come from? I mean, you know, this Chargers on three and nine, so they've not been brilliant, but I think they're a kind of team that I think Herbert's been playing okay and. 
the, the their record isn't necessarily doing them justice. I kind of thought, you know, this might be quite a scalp for for Herbert. Might be quite a, quite a victory. But I mean, Cam played well. I think this is kind mm. of a mastery by Bill Belichick again. Can't can't forget about the old the old dude, and he he's still he's still around in the league, and he's still a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I like the Patriots in this game for a couple of reasons. The first one. Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks. You know, he always seems to devise a game plan to mm. confuse them. I mean, that 45 0, I did think it'd be a close game. <laughs> um, and the second, me, the Patriots just seem to be the masters at uh, situational football yeah. and, you know, the complete opposite, you know, to the the uh, the Chargers who constantly seem to, you know, mismanage the clock, mismanage timer. They had a, a punt with 12 men on the field, then a punt with 10 men on the field, and they missed a field goal. And. Mm. Is you know constantly um, you know shooting them in the foot, so you know I, I thought it'd be close, um, you know, because the Chargers' defense, especially with um, Joey Bosa, mm. it's not a bad defense at all. And I think you know Cam Newton only passed for sixty nine yards, and he's only got five passing. Um, but it just shows you know the, with the Patriots, you know they they can they got scores on defense, you know big game and uh, special teams from Gunnar Olszewski, I think his name is. Yeah, he's a rookie. Uh, got so a I just nice, think um, he got some nice returns. Yeah, so I just think the, the, the you know you knew that they weren't going to shoot themselves in the foot really, and I don't trust the Chargers to not do. Didn't expect uh, did not expect forty five nits zero. No, um, you made a really interesting point there, Ben. Um, they were saying before the game started that obviously this was Bill Belichick's first trip to the SoFi Stadium, and. Apparently he was like he wanted to know like where everything in the stadium was. He wanted to know exactly where the change rooms were, exactly where the, the clock was when they were playing, exactly where you know the, the the amount of time that's left. All those kinds of nitty gritty details. It's really interesting that you mentioned like they're, they're master, masters at you know at controlling the game. And it, Bill Belichick is is obviously one of the best coaches of all time, if not the best coach of all time. And um, it's just one of those really interesting points that obviously going to SoFi Stadium for the first time, he, he wanted to make sure that he was. Know, as knowledgeable on the on the location as possible, um, yeah. But I mean, both Kay and I got that wrong. Kay, a poor week for you this week. You got one from three. I got mm. two from three, and uh, Ben, you got two from three yeah, in that one as well, didn't you? Um, but I mean, Kay, you're you're son of the lead, twenty four for forty, and I'm sixteen for forty. It's not going well. But I mean, like I, I say every week, and I say this to justify it, we pretty much pick the hardest games to, to, to predict. So uh, yeah, I need to remind everyone of that each week, just to just to justify that I do actually know what I'm talking about, just not necessarily when it's uh, in, in close games. <laughs> but I mean, Ben, it's uh, it won't get any easier this weekend because I mean, I think this weekend is uh, close matchups all over the place, so it's mm-hmm. another tough week for you both. Yeah, and it's your turn to pick the games, isn't it, Ben? So uh, get on to us. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time picking actually. Um, well, I said there's so many close games that I thought, given obviously, okay, the the Giants fan, I thought I'd Cardinals v Giants. Obviously, Cardinals seem to be a team in decline, and Giants very much a team on really good matchup. <laughs> that's a that's <laughs> that is a really that tough. one's nearly impossible to call now. Uh, who are you going for, Morgan? Uh, I don't know. I think, like you said, Ben, the Cardinals are a team in decline. Giants are improving week upon week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals because I don't believe that the Giants are five wins on the trot team. You know, I think the defense is decent, but I think the Cardinals, you know, two losses on the bounce, I think it is for now. Then uh, I think Kyle Murray will have a bit more to prove. Um, 
And it's kind of not an obviously not easy win at all because that's why we're struggling with his prediction. But I think if there's any game that he would want to come out and prove himself, I think this is a pretty good game to do that. I think Cardinals will take the victory on this. But I, again, I'm not not hundred percent confident on it. <laughs> uh, I think I'll have to back my boys just because I it, a couple of weeks ago when I said the Cardinals, even though I'm a Giants fan, um, just because of how the Cardinals have been playing, they were six and four at one point, mm. and I think they've lost the last uh, last two. And as you, as Ben said, uh, they're on the decline, and the Giants' defense is playing pretty well. Um, I think Wayne Goldman as well, running back, is bringing something new to the side. Evan Ingram, uh, he's a really good tight end. Uh, I think, I think I'm gonna have to go Giants here. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go Cardinals, you go Giants. Ben, what about you? Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I mean, it's, it is a tough game. I, I, Giants, uh, you know, obviously Kyle's been struggling and that defence has been playing really well, but uh, I like Kyle Moore too much. Plus as well, I think it's in many ways a bigger game for the Cardinals than it is the Giants. I think if the playoff hopes are dead, uh, whereas I think the Giants still got a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, the, the football team in the NFC. So I'm going with the Cardinals. <laughs> Yeah, fair play. What, what about game two then? What's game two? Uh, the second one I went for was uh, Colts versus the Raiders. Uh, it's a big game in obviously the AFC playoff picture. The Colts are 7 and 5. So, yeah, what do you think of that one? Colts versus Raiders. Hmm. That's really interesting. I think I'm. <sighs> <laughs> it's like you look at the you look at their records at the minute. So Colts on eight, eight and four, Raiders seven and five. I think for me, the team that is kind of doing a bit better than they should perhaps is the Raiders. I think the Colts deserve to be eight and four. I'm not sure if the Raiders deserve to be seven and five. I mean, they almost lost to the Jets this week. I think I'll go Colts, but I mean the Raiders are probably going to prove me wrong. <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, I, I probably would say the Colts as well. Um, I think even though they just played the Texans and the Texans aren't awful, they did put up a fight. Mm-hmm. But something is just clicking in um, Indianapolis. The Colts are just doing it. Um, eight and four is very respectable. And as you said, they I think they really deserve to be eight and four. They, mm-hmm. they worked quite hard to get there. So I like what the Colts are doing. The Raiders are too inconsistent for me. Um, sometimes they play amazingly. Sometimes they don't play very well. They nearly lose to the Jets. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have to go to the Colts. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I like the Colts as well. So it means you can put your mortgage on the Raiders winning this, um, <laughs> you know, 3-0 and for the Colts. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, they turned up both times against Kansas City and, you know, they seem to do well in the and you know how poor they've been the last few weeks, especially the game at Atlanta. Um, yeah. They're absolutely out of nowhere, really. And, Obviously, Bar, uh, you know, this weekend in a bit of a miracle walk of touchdown. You know that all of a sudden they're sitting at six and six, and you know it's it's out of the playoff picture really. So I, I like the Colts in this game. I mean, defense is very good, I think, especially with the Forest Butler coming back. But yeah. I, you know, I, I think Philip Rivers, you know, he's been solid this season. He's been not spectacular, but he, you know, he's. I think he's he's got enough. I think the, the Colts are a more disciplined, better coach side, and I think they'll come through this weekend. Yeah, I agree. So I think all three of us going for the Colts then. And this final game that you want us to predict then, Ben, what what, what we got? Uh, probably the game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, the Bills versus the Steel. Mm, I thought this was coming. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, this is the kind of game that we had earmarked, wasn't it, Kay? If if the Steelers lose yeah. any game, it's going to be this one. Um, and I kind of yeah. still stand by that. I think we're going to go Bills. I think the Steelers. I, I think ah, uh, it's difficult because the Steelers could win. I mean, either of these teams could win, which is exactly why you say Ben. It's probably the game of the week. But I, I think the Bills have been going on along quite quietly. We haven't been talking about them too much on on the show. Um, showing them plenty of love, but I think yeah. the Steelers. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go Bills. I, I, I'm i not confident on the Steelers right now. I, again, don't think they're a bad side. I think they do deserve to still be 11-1. and one. Mm. Um, But I think, like we've been saying it all season, I think that the Bills are going to be the team that, that, that popped them off this pedestal. Obviously, did that prematurely with the, with the football team this week, but I think uh, the Bills are going to take this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Bills as well. I really like um, what Josh Allen is doing. I like his connection with Stefan Diggs. Mm. Um, Bills' defence uh, is one of the best in the league. I think they they can really stop the run game. And um, it won't come into too much effect this week just because Steelers' run game hasn't hasn't been um, that great. But the Bills, uh, they're, just, they're just on fire. Um, mm-hmm. Something is really clicking there. And I, I love the Bills. I, I think they're... I just love what they're doing. I love seeing them play. Um, it's, it's the Bills for me. I think the Steelers, they still de- deserve the hype. They went um, 11 games unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Bills will just take it. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Uh, I think if the Steelers had have beat Washington, uh, I'd have gone for the Bills. Having lost that game, um, I, I think they win this game. I think if they lose... I mean, it puts the division right back in play if Cleveland get a win against the Ravens this weekend, which I do. So I, I like the Steelers in this game. I, I think uh, it is a tough... I do think the Bills are a better team. I think, mm. you know, they're, they're much better offensively. And I think it's rounding into shape the past few weeks, you know, and it sort of resembles the unit it's been over the past couple of years. But I, I think the Steelers... Uh, I think the Steelers will win this one. Yeah, it's really interesting, really, uh, what you say about had they not lost to the to the Washington football team last mm. week. Like it's it's kind of a weird way to think about it, isn't it? But I kind of that's the kind of things I usually go off. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think in many ways it's it's sort of a, a monkey off the back, you know, constant questions of yeah. undefeated season, and in many ways it might allow them to play, you know, a little bit looser, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a, a I little think bit more free, but. The way it does. Happens in the NFL. Like, there's a lot of pressure going unbeaten in the season. Um, I don't think the, the Chiefs were unbeaten for a lot of the season, but they lost a couple of games um, towards the end of the season, didn't they? Mm. And um, that pressure kind of um, that pressure wasn't on them anymore, and they could just play football. And um, obviously, that took them all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't know if that'll happen again with the um, Steelers, but that pressure of going unbeaten um, is definitely. It's not there anymore, obviously, mm-hmm. and I think they'll play a lot better than they did against Washington. So it'll be a really good game. Yeah, I think the Bills. For me, the Bills will have it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not confident. This is probably the one I'm least confident on. But I think Kay and I going Bills, Ben, you're going Steelers, and uh, just to wrap up the other ones. Then, so we've all three of us have gone Colts against the Raiders, and then uh, Kay, you've backed your Giants, but Ben and I have both gone for the Cardinals to beat them. Um, so they were our predictions for this week, and it's time now to chat about the playoff picture. The AFC versus the NFC. Who will make it to the Super Bowl? You're listening to The Playoff Picture with Kay and Morgan on Let's Talk Touchdowns.
Okay, so this is the time, this is the part of the show where uh, all three of us are going to chat a little bit about just what's going on in the AFC and the NFC in terms of who's making it to to the playoffs. And we'll just we'll just breeze through this pretty quickly. Uh, Kay, would you like to talk about the AFC or the NFC this week? I'll go NFC if that's all right. You of Morgan. course it is, of course it is. So still on top of the AFC are the Steelers, although quite sitting a little bit more uncomfortably now with, with the Chiefs bone down their neck, both with the same record. So the seed one are the Steelers. Seed two, the Chiefs who have clinched the playoff berth. Seed three, Bills nine and three. And seed four, Titans eight and four. But that could swap with the Colts eight and four as well. Um, I think they've got a better division divisional record than the Colts at the minute, hence why they're in seed four. Seed five, the Browns nine and three. There, they might be burned down on the next of the Steelers, like you said, Ben. If they get this win against the Ravens this week, massive implications in that in yeah. that division. Because I mean, Ravens also in that division. So you know, if, if Ravens win that game, they could be jumping back into the playoff picture because they're not currently in it with the Dolphins at seed six and Colts at seed seven. Kind of weird to see the the, the Dolphins kind of consistently keep it up with uh, with the rest of the boys in the uh, and the, the Browns, of course, and the Browns, of course. So. Obviously, that would mean the Steelers with that bye week. The Colts seed seven would take a trip to the Chiefs' Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, I think probably the Chiefs quite yeah. quite confidently say the Chiefs would win that game. Um, I think it'd be pretty close. To be fair, um, I think the Colts would uh, uh, it'd be a high scoring game, but the Chiefs it's it's mm. not a doubt in my mind. It would be the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, the Dolphins would take a trip to the Bills. I think the Bills are probably quite come come away victorious with that one as well. But I mean, it could be an upset. Who knows? Perhaps we'll have to wait and see if this is how the playoff mm. picture does finish. And then the Browns uh, at the Titans, that'd be a really interesting matchup. Obviously, that's the result of uh, this week was that the Browns beat the Titans. But um, we'll have to wait and see. So in the hunt as well, the next three teams got the Raiders 7-5, and five, Ravens 6-5. and five, uh, Sorry, Raiders 7-5, and five, Ravens 7-5, and five, and Patriots 6-6. and six. Um Annoyingly, the Patriots are still kind of looming quite quite close behind. I'm, I'm praying that they don't make it to the to the playoffs. And then we've got four mathematically eliminated teams in the FC as well. You've got the Chargers, Bengals, Jags, and Jets cannot mathematically make it to the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting implications, permutations that could happen through the next co- couple of weeks. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But okay, what's the NFC looking like? No change for seed one. It's Saints ten and two. Very respectable. Um, I don't see that changing. They've mathematically uh, clinched the playoff berth, so um, we'll be seeing them in the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. Seed two, Packers nine and three. Seed three, uh, Rams eight and four. Seed four, we got my boys, the Giants um, <laughs> five and seven. They're here because the they've beat the Washington football team, so they mm-hmm. have a better streak. And um, seed five, Seahawks eight and four. Seed six, Bucks seven and five. Um, those two could change around depending mm-hmm. on how the Seahawks play um, mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. And then seed seven is the Vikings, six and six. It's first time they've been um, seed, it, seeded, isn't it? Um, Cardinals, uh, uh, yeah, they just pushed out the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. the Cardinals would have been there. So um, it would have, uh, if it ended today, it would be Packers versus Vikings. I think that's the Packers quite easily. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah you got I'd hate that game. <laughs> yeah, I'd <laughs> There's something about the Vikings that I just I've, oh, I really really would not like to play them. That's the um, divisional matchup as well, isn't it? Yeah, but again, having said that, I mean, I think the other opponent will like to get the books, and obviously the books completely dismantled us earlier on the season. <laughs> yeah. So and I think we've Patrick Mahomes as a job for the Chiefs against the Saints later this season, and we win out. Uh, I think that's yeah. I think that's yeah. that's the only way that I think we're we're getting to the Super Bowl is with the, with the one seed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I kind of agree, and I do feel your pain uh, there, Ben, as a, as a Saints fan. I hate the Vikings in their playoffs. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably have more reason to than me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah, carry on. Dalvin Cook as well. I mean, he always he always seems to run yeah. for fuck against us, and it's just oh, it's, I really hate that matchup. And then uh, we got the Rams versus the Books. That would be a really interesting game. Um, mm. I think that'd be. If the books um, play well, then that'd be a really interesting game. Rematch of the Super Bowl a few years ago in the sense that the Rams would be playing Tom Brady yeah. again. Um, interesting one, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if I could call that. Because um, the books, when they play well, they play really well. When they mm. don't, they they really don't. So I think I'd back the Rams in that one, you know? Mm. What are you saying, Ben? I think, I think I'd go Rams. Mm. But the, like you say, though, it depends what yeah. version of Tampa turn up. Yeah. You know, they're consistently inconsistent, aren't they? So it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, but I'd like the Rams in that game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it kind of has to be the Rams. In. And um, then we got the Giants versus Seahawks. And if it was a replay of this week, it'd be the Giants. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd, I can't see Seahawks losing to the Giants twice. But no. at the same time, I, don't I, know, I, I, I didn't see him losing the first time. The Seahawks are a weird one, like... They are a phenomenal team, mm. but not always. Week. Like they 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 scrape by. Like mm. it's Russell Wilson playing phenomenally is why they win these games. And like you know they can click and like DK Metcalf and Tyler Luckett will be insane. But they also are vulnerable to some poorer teams. Like just scraped past the Eagles and you know lost to the Giants. So it's a, it's always an uncertain one with the Seahawks. I, I, I'm really not sure about the Seahawks. I mean I think defensively they've, they've struggled all season, but. Mm-hmm. So Wilson at quarterback, you've, you've got a chance. It's as simple as that. He's uh, he's a phenomenal quarterback. Two ways about it, and even if he has fallen out of the MVP discussion in the last few weeks with too many turnovers facing Russell Wilson in the playoffs, I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, I yeah, agree. So who's in the hunt then, Kay? And then um, in the hunt, we got the Cardinals. I think it'll be a toss-up um, for seed seven between the Vikings and the Cardinals then. Um, I don't know if the Vikings would stay there depending on how well the Cardinals come back in this uh, the next few games. And then uh, we got the uh, 49ers 5-7. and seven. It'd be really interesting to see if they make it to the playoffs and the mm-hmm. Bears 5-7, and seven, which we we just all... I think we all agree the Bears won't make it. But if the 49ers um, play well, the Cardinals play well, um, the Seed 7 is up for grabs between those three teams. Yeah. Imagine if we have the 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks and Rams... Like all in the playoffs, that would be insane, wouldn't it? All four of those teams in the same division. I'm not sure how likely that is because I think the Bucks are pretty pretty set on being there. But um, yeah, so I think that wraps it up for the for the playoff picture. A couple of minutes before before we head off, then, chaps, we've uh, got our power rankings. Uh, so it's the time of the week where we we kind of finish each show with our power rankings, basically our top five teams, and we've got. A few graphics for this on our Instagram uh, account at Let's Talk Touchdowns. We also do one for the playoff picture as well. So a little plug there. Go check that out. Um, but yeah, I think as you're the guest, Ben, would you like to give us your top five teams? Without question, number one, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, mm-hmm. By far the best team in football. I expect them to repeat. Um, I, I just I can't beat them. And I think even if you play your best ever game against Mahomes, I think there's always magic in there that you just can't defend against you know and I, I, I can't I, I think they put the air playoff field I think the Bills are really really very good number two I've gone for the Saints mm-hmm. I think the match time um, I think will serve as a Super Bowl preview uh, I think the, I mean it's been 
you know, not so in heartbreaking fashion, you know, the past three seasons when Yeah, tell me about it. Have, well, they have been the best they have been the best team in the NFC in my opinion. No, that's history. I think the Bills I've got third a team in the Steelers. Um I think the Steelers will win this weekend, but I, I think Josh Allen and that offense a lot more than the Steelers offense. And I think mm-hmm. that the defense is rounding into shape in the right uh I've got the Steelers fourth. Um again, you know, an excellent team. Really concerned about that running game. I just don't think they've got uh you know they've, they've got one at in the league in rushing this season. Um which is all real. And then I've got the Packers fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, last few weeks, um, you know, I've been excellent offensively. The defence has been a little yeah. bit better, but I've been playing the most potent offences. I'm still worried about our run defence, especially, you know, susceptible to giving up big chunk plays. But um yeah, I think I think the Packers are the two best teams of the NFC, I think, at this point, and I think that should be a mm-hmm. NFC Championship game matchup. Yeah, I agree. And um, I, if you don't mind, Kay, I might go next. Go for it. I only say that because mine is actually extremely similar to yours, Ben. Um, number one, again, the Chiefs. I think they are by far the best team in in the league now. I think this is the first week I've had the Chiefs as number one. I think that it was kind of even between them and the Steelers, but obviously the Steelers getting a big demotion uh, for me. So I've gone the Saints number two as well. I mean, Saints, we've won the last what nine in a row, whatever it is. The Chiefs have won the last quite like seven in a row, eight in a row, something like that, whereas you know, the Steelers have just lost to Washington. So they, for me, they demoted to third. I was considering putting them fourth, but I think pretty harsh for me. You know, the NFL is still a tough league. Like, mm. I think it would be harsh of me to demote the Steelers from first to fourth just based off one loss. They're still 11-1 and one at the end of the day. And, you know, we've seen the Bills lose three games. Like, they're not perfect either. So for me, the Bills are fourth, and I agree then the Packers are fifth. The Packers and, and Saints being the two best teams in, in the NFC. Um, so yeah, Chiefs, Saints, Steelers, Bills, Packers. I think if the Steelers lose this this game uh, this week, then they go tumbling for me. I think kind of showing that perhaps you know there's 11, 11 victories. You know, weren't flukes, but also that perhaps they were tighter than we were giving um, the credit for. So, but again, if they, if they win this game then I think it will kind of stay in that order for me, uh, Bills. I, like, I think Bills will beat them, but I think the Steelers, for me, again, it would be harsh to demote them to fourth. So we'll see where, what the result of that game is. But uh, yeah, that's my power rankings. What about you, Kay? Uh, yeah, I've, I'm pretty similar to Ben. I've gone the Chiefs first. Um, as I'm going to say again, they are the best team in the league mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, Saints second. I've gone then the Bills third. Um I really like the Bills. I just, I, I really like what they're doing. I think they're an, expl- they are an explosive team, but they also do what needs to be done uh, to get that win. Mm-hmm. And um, Josh Allen's just doing bits, so he's um, third for me. And then the Packers, Ooh. I've got the Packers, and then the Steelers. Big demotion but for the Steelers. They've gone from first to fifth in two weeks. For yeah, you. wow. Yeah, but I'm, I'm changing that. I'm going Steelers then Packers. No, don't let me, don't let me put you off. Honestly, no, don't let me I, put. You off. No, I, I wanted to change it anyway just because the Steelers, they've been doing it. They've been winning. Ben Roethlisberger has been the biggest surprise for me this season. Um, and I really like the Packers and what they're doing. But um, if they were 10-2, and two, then yeah, they would be um, above mm. the Steelers. But uh, I can't put an 11-1 team below a 9-3 team, yeah. you know. Packers and Steelers, I think that and, that would be a really good matchup. Um, and even though that's what you've done with the Bills and Steelers, <laughs> yeah, but you know, the, the Bills no, I agree. Have been playing some amazing football. The Bills are um, more consistent than the Packers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the only thing. So yeah, that's my power rankings. 
Lovely stuff. So I'll, I'll get a little graphic up on there and I'll, I'll put you on there as well, Ben, I think, for this week, uh, just so everyone gets to see... Oh, uh, nice one. <laughs> everyone gets to see how we all compare. I mean, pretty much exactly the same with the exception of me putting the steers above the bills, but, you know, it's uh, they're changing yeah. a lot, at least. I think it's quite a, a drastic change for me, um, putting they the steers are, from uh, first to third. But, it's um, going to come down to the last seed, the last game. Yeah, I agree. What a tight... I think team. it's when you get outside the top five that uh, things get interesting. You know, you've got the Rams, the Bro the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Ravens, you know, there's maybe 10 teams just behind that top bunch mm-hmm. in any order you like, really. So that's it's, yeah. uh, it's looking exciting going into the play. It really is. What better way to finish this episode than uh, to go through our very similar power rankings and actually agree on something for once, relatively, uh, I guess. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Ben, for, uh, for joining us. It's, yeah. it's been a pleasure, as always. No, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, so you've been listening to episode 14 of Let's Talk Touchdowns. Catch us next week when it'll just be Kay and myself again. We'll we'll have all of our usual features, so be sure to check it out. And in the meantime, go check out our Instagram account at Let's Talk Touchdowns, where we've got a couple of graphics on there, just about kind of summarising what we've been going through on this episode, really. But um, love to have your support over on that Instagram account. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. See you.